Luth lies on the ground, blood coming from his mouth with several broken ribs and likely a punctured lung. The two torches that he held as he tried to run past the dinosaurs are laying on the wet ground, slowly fading as Luth gasps for air. The pachycephalosaur that charged him turns his attention back to the remaining three of you, and the three other dinosaurs are panic-stricken and look at you in fear. They are also starting to pound their feet and jostle as they grow more and more uncomfortable with your presence. Before we jump back into combat here, is there anything either of the two of you can think that you would do to prevent an all-out battle with these dinos? By the looks of it, uh, they are, uh, by the looks of them and the massive blast that Luth just took to his whole body, uh, it does not look like you guys would survive a full-on battle with uh, four of them. Obviously, there's the one that Alan befriended, but you still have four more, and I don't know that you guys would survive too many of those types of blows. Um, so you're asking if there's something we can do? Well, one of them's charmed, right? Yeah, so there, there's the four, there's five of them in total. One of them rammed Luth. The other three, uh, three of the other ones are looking very agitated because of Luth's move. Um, so if you don't think of anything else to do here, we're just going to get back, we're just going to jump back into combat. Well, I was wondering since um, he charmed one, he can. He cannot control it. He just it just regards him as not an oh. enemy and his friends as not enemies until you guys attack it. Or it takes damage from one of you. So So are you saying we would get a free action here to do something or uh sort of, yeah. I'm saying like do you want to try to avoid if you want to try to avoid combat with these things, you need to figure out a way to do that. Otherwise we're just going to jump into combat and start uh a battle. Well, we could jump into the river. You could do that. You're right. Yep. But I don't know where it goes. Is it going under a cave wall or is it just... It goes... You don't know where it goes. It goes... Uh, it's off to your left. They are straight in front of you and Luth's body is off to the right. So you would float past uh, where Luth is at. But mm. that would be a viable way to potentially get around them without causing a battle. But We also have rope. So we can make like a clothesline. And when they charge us, they'll get tripped up and fall. It's actually a really good idea. It's like it's so dumb, it just might work. Well, so I don't want to get into the water because it's already cold. Very cold. And for those that can't withstand the cold, yeah, I don't think that would be a good idea. So that's an idea for me is to create like a clothesline and get them to charge us and fall over and maybe into the river if possible as they fall we'll kick them and they get kicked into the water so i'll say that it would require a pretty hefty strength to hold on to this thing to to clothesline them or even if we tied up. it to like some rocks or something or well so that's that's the thing here is that i think you don't you don't have a whole lot of time to act before they're going to start to attack you. you you get the sense that they are about to pounce at you guys because you are a threat they perceive you to be a threat to them so like you can either like I, I'm not going to give you any ideas as to what to do. I don't know what to do. I set up the situation and asking you guys to think of ideas. So um, it's up to you and Mark to figure out what to do. Hmm. Um, all I have equipment-wise is gold. So I think we should try to bribe the dinosaurs. What do you mean all you have is gold? <laughs> that's, that's all it says I have in my inventory. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you forget to fill out your inventory? I guess so. I don't know. Well, think about like Alan Parsons. Alan Parsons, that was his name? Partridge? No. What's his name? Wait, who are you talking about? Oh, from uh, Jumanji? Yeah, what's his name? Jumanji. Alan Parrish? Parrish. Parrish. Parrish, yeah. Think about what Alan Parrish would have if he was in the Jumanji world. So like you're kind of stranded. You're not, you're not exactly a caveman because you uh, know more than them. So you can be more, a little bit more, have a little bit more ingenuity. So like, what could you have pieced together while you're there? I certainly think you could make rope and bow and arrow and stuff like that, but rock tools, so forth. Um, or, or Tom Hanks from Castaway. Without the... I have the little volleyball, skate. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, as we've established, you have had many uh, imaginary, imaginary friends. friends. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm gonna suggest that we... Go ahead. Do we have, like... Mm-hmm. The dinos are afraid of fire, is that right? Yeah. They are afraid of fire. And we the have rope. That you guys, the two torches that you have lit are now laying with Luth behind them. Or I guess to the side of them. Um, but they are they are fading as they're like laying in a in wet earth. Not 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 rapidly. They're they're still going to last for a little bit here. But you know, if you left five for like five minutes, they probably would go out by then. And Luth would mm-hmm. die. Luth is currently dying. He is not stable. I mean, yeah, we've got the rope, okay. so we could dip the rope in the oil flask that I have. And then we can make a circle. All right, we could just make a, f- a flame barrier, you know? Why don't you make a flame whip? Yeah, because we need to get past them. Well, first we need to get to Luth, so I think we could, like, how far away is Luth again? How far did he actually make it? Uh, from you guys, launched. he is probably, I would say, 40 feet from where you guys and are And not at. close to the... The, the... the dinosaurs are fully in between you because the trajectory that he took from the hit actually no you could kind of shuffle around to more or less where he's at but there i don't think they would allow that move because you'd have to get closer to them to make that move because what my thought is if we could tie the rope to one of the torches after it's been dipped then we can kind of move the flame rope along with us to kind of get past them and make them skirt away any any move made will require your actions. So we will likely start into combat, or that's what we'll do. We'll start into combat. So you guys have to kind of use. You'll get a you'll get a free move first. Then we'll jump into combat initiative, and then you'll need to either use your turns to continue doing whatever you're doing, or use evasive maneuvers as they are going to stampede at you. So, so. I could make it to Luth in one go. I've got forty five speed. Uh, yeah, I will make you do the same thing Luth did, which was roll a. A dex to try to even give if them I'm a carrying fire. Yes, because he was carrying two. They are they're like readying an action, basically, more or less. I don't know. I can't go on. You two go ahead and carry me with you, Millhouse. I think I sh- I might just try to dart them again to see if I can. <laughs> All right, we're gonna leave Andrew, and uh, we're just gonna let him die. So, All right, Andrew, you ready? To see you, buddy. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That's, that's the, the easiest option. Whip. The flame whip's a great idea. I think that's a viable option. Yeah, to, to, yeah, like, flame whip. 
like the flame whip, but with a knife on the end of the whip. There you go. A flaming knife whip. And then attached to the end of the knife is... You could put the darts on the end of it, too. Or (laughs) stick stick the darts through the the rope. Yeah, just attach one of the ropes to the tail of the dinosaur, and it's just running around. Yeah, just... Yeah, we just run it around, tie up his legs like an ATAT for Star Wars. Well, that's what, <laughs> just in that's case what anybody didn't know. <laughs> that's what Paula essentially said. But Ben said that it would be a really high strength check in order to make that happen, and I don't know. I mean, I get it. No, but... like the, the way that Mark's saying is that at a... No, I'm saying Andrew had mentioned what I said earlier. Right. Well, I was just saying that to Mark. But, I mean, it could be like a rodeo. Could you like lasso, lasso the legs? And there's no way in hell that would ever happen. Never mind. Maybe if Clyde was there around, since like, he's Clint Eastwood. Well, because it stands up on two legs, Ben says. It is on two legs. I'm hearing some fuzz. Do you guys hear that? Oh, no, it went away. It, like, faded away. Um, I don't hear anything. Dude, I can't remember. Yeah, we have, like, weapons and stuff, so... Well, we have weapons, but mine's all close combat stuff, and I don't want to... Right, so tie it, like Mark said, though. Like Mark said, though, with the dagger or whatever, so whatever weapons we have, tie it to the rope, light a chunk of the rope on fire, and, like, whip it around and stuff like that. You do damage to the dinosaurs with fire. That's going to freak them out. Don't you have a flask of oil? Yeah, I mean, I guess I we Paula... could throw the oil at them. This is sounding very malicious. A Molotov cocktail? Yeah. Well, going, well, it's a more survival thing. They're going to kill you. Um, I know, but... And I Paula, think... we've already done Molotov cocktail. Oh, no, that was... And also, Paula, spoiler alert, the dinosaurs die. I <laughs> so... know, but it's still, <laughs> so... like... This is the asteroid. This That's is what true. caused it. I guess it. we could make it more like a Molotov. I didn't even think of that. I was thinking more of saving my flask, but we don't need it. Um, yeah, we could dip the rope in there, light the rope, and then chuck it. I mean, do we have like other bottles or anything that we can pour? I don't know. How much oil do you have? I, I just and have you can't really like water I, down oil. No, but... I would assume it's what I need to keep my torches lit. So if we do this, we could, <gasps> oh be, my God. We could be risking the torches. What if we made uh, like flint bombs? So scrape some like flint or whatever and have like a little wick and throw that and they'll just explode. Like once the fire hits the flint. It's a great idea. Like a little firework. It's it's science. (laughs) So does anybody else? I've got, ah, but the candle will go out. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to get a giant wheel. And we're going to tape the dinosaurs to the wheel. Roll one dinosaur. No, I'm really asking, I'll get the friendly, else, the friendly dinosaur to get Does anybody else have an oil flask, including Julie? I don't know. Because if we do this, we're not going to have torches. Therefore, we will have to figure out a way to see. You are going to lose all your torches. Or you're, you don't have enough torches to survive anyway. So. Yeah. Do we, is that yeah, but are we going to freeze to death in the next eight hours? Because we would have eight hours worth of warmth. So yeah, you would have eight hours of warmth and then eight hours of freezing. I think a that's a viable kit. option. I think you should just go with it and see what happens. Yeah, let's just run with it. But I'm we should put over, some. Over, you yeah, all let's know put some, we're going to be risking you guys. Well, fine. think about it this way: if you if you're Body if you heat. were in this situation, you would panic and do whatever you could. So I don't think you should really. I, I said don't don't second guess yourself. If you think that's a viable option, try it out. Let's see what happens. Let the dice. Let's decide. put some flint in there too, just to get some 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 spark, some explosion. For all we know, it could bounce no. off and light but something on fire. Thing with flint is that. It's just, it's not that it explodes. It's that you're lighting it on fire with the flint that you have. No, it explodes. It exploded a whole stove in, in Egypt. Exactly. It has gunpowder, <laughs> usually. Yeah, that's what it is. It's in fireworks. I thought it was just like um, feathers and crap like that. And then you, kindling. you yeah, use kindling. a flint to light the 
Yeah, no, you, that's, yeah, that's the key. Like, so what you do, so if you're ever in, trapped in the forest here's, here's, and you have a machete and some flint, um, you want to scrape off, so you make your little... I don't care about your survivor flint. It's bullshit. a flint. A flint is the thing that... <laughs> Bear grills over here. All right, so you want to scrape Andrew, off thinking, some magnesium. flint is the same stuff that you pull off of your <laughs> shirt with a back your, of a your belly button. That is, yeah, is no, that... that's what Paul is thinking. I'm thinking the, no, the stuff that you strike. The actual like the... striker is called a flint. Yeah, exactly. And that has like what the magnesium on it or whatever that lights up. So you scrape some of that off. And once that catches on fire, it explodes. It pops. I've watched so much, so many seasons of Survivor. Believe me, I know all it. about you... this. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So that's I'm what we're going to do. Uh... I'm going to use my oil flask and we're going to try to make a Molotov cocktail. Hold on. Uh, hold on. That, that, does, that does warrant a, a new theme song. It's nerd fight. We're back to nerd fight. Today it's Andrew against Paula. They're talking Flint. They're talking Lint. What are they talking about? Maybe it's a city. Maybe it's magnesium. We don't know. It's nerd fight. Nerd fight is brought to you by Nerf guns. When you want to shoot someone, but you don't want to hurt them. Nerf guns. Why am I at Target today? Target? Why not yeah. Kmart? Uh, okay, so that's what you're going to do. You're going to go sure, start at seven. douse the... the I'm not dousing them. I'm throwing it. You're just throwing the oil flask. I thought you were dousing the rope or whatever. I said, I'm I said, using my oil flask to use it as a Molotov cocktail. And I said before that we were just going to put a little bit of rope in there. I don't see why we would put the whole thing in there. Okay. I don't yeah, I don't think, think we fit. need the whole thing. Okay. Enough for a flame whip, though. Okay, so. You can't do the flame whip because how are you going to hold on to it? Well, you just have like, so let's say you have 10 feet of, oh, that's a lot of rope. Let's say you have 10 feet of rope. And you douse like three to five feet of it in, in oil or whatever, and you light that, and then you hold on to the non-lit side, flame whip. Fine. If somebody else wants to try it out, they can do that. We can dip it in and... A little dip will do. Okay. So does somebody want to do that? Because I'm not going to do it. I'm throwing the Molotov cocktail. Alan, you're on flame whip duty. Yeah, I'm ready. To do that. Okay. I, I think it's a good idea. Add it to your inventory, flame whip. Okay, we'll do it. Don't, don't, don't add that to your whip. Cause it's okay. Okay. All right. So the uh, so you guys get a free action here. So um, first up is Alan with his free action. So describe what you're doing here. I take the long, slender rope and insert it into the oil <laughs> canister, and uh, I pull it out and I put it back in a couple times, rub it around, and then use the flint and steel device to. Gently caress some flame sparks onto the device. <laughs> uh, a device being the rope. And then I swing it around, take my big rope and swing it around. Okay, right so at those your, dinos. Your, free action, your free action then is, is covering this rope uh, in oil. That's going to okay. be the time of your free action. Uh, then we'll go to Carlotta. So, Carlotta. I just stare at Carlotta while I do I it as well. I am taking the oil flask <laughs> after he is done and putting a little bit of rope in there so I can light it on fire and throw it. Okay. So your your free action then is getting the fire started on the, the rope then. Uh, so you will... Why on would your, that be my free action? Aren't you starting the fire before you throw it? For my Molotov cocktail, but not for the rope. Well, yeah. I, I, I would imagine you can cut a rope almost instantly. Okay. So then you put I'm it not in lighting the whip if that's what you're saying. No, I'm saying for your Molotov cocktail, you have to have a yes. flame to throw the Molotov yes. cocktail. So your your reaction is starting your flame. Um, okay, cool. So um then we're going to start our uh 
start into combat here. So you guys uh, kind of bend down and start uh, fiddling with your adventuring gear. Uh, and then it goes back to the top of the order, which is Alan. So Alan, you now have a rope that is doused in oil um, and Carlotta is holding flame currently. So you can either utilize her flame or you can start your own flame, which obviously you would know how to do. Um, well, you know, I just take the path of least resistance and utilize the pre-existing flame. Okay. Uh, so you move over to Carlotta, you grab some flame. Uh, I don't think that's going to be, I think that's probably your action, but you can throw it as a bonus action. I throw it as my bonus action. Roll I whip your it. attack. First, I whip. Then you nay nay. <laughs> it had to be say had to be said, had to be said. Um, attack roll. Yeah, one second. Does a 23 land? Yeah. How are you targeting these things? So you have, are you trying to hit it like a, are you trying to use it actually as a whip or just throw this thing at them? Nah, it's like Indy, Indiana Jones, like, whoosh, like, okay. like, like a whip. Yeah. Cool. Like, um, picture. Yeah. I don't know. All right, so you roll. So your your damage here is going to be one d eight for the whip, and then you'll do a one d ten damage for fire. I rolled pretty well. Uh, Seventeen damage. Okay. I I kill the dinosaur outright. <laughs> the whip actually slices straight through his skull to his brain. And are you, are you going ship. for the one that attacked uh, Luth, or are you just kind of going for any of them? Uh, yeah, I go for the one that attacked him. Okay, cool. Is the damaged one still in there? The only one that's damaged is the one that you darted, which then charged uh, Alan, who ch- charmed it. So I didn't dart that one. Yeah, you darted that one from afar, and then it was like, oh, what the... F-? And then charged at you, and then Alan Fine. Um, charmed it. Uh, okay, cool. So it's Julie's turn. So Julie is going to uh, move off to the side to try to get to Luth, uh, to try to heal him. Um and she's going to take an attack of opportunity from one of the creatures. 14, and it hits. So she's going to take the bludgeoning damage. 15 points of bludgeoning damage. This thing rams into her. Um, and she's going to kind of... She rolls a dexterity saving throw to stay on her feet, which she survives. Um, and then she uh, she uses that to kind of get closer to Luth. So she uh, can just almost reach Luth. Uh, after getting hit, but she does not look very good. And so she spits up some blood. Um, and then it goes to the next person in the order, which is the dinosaurs. So that do- dinosaur is going to, uh, doesn't have the same attack on her. So it's going to try, try to whip its tail at her, which hits. Um, and she takes a further 10 points of damage and she's down to two. So she is almost dead. And then the other one is going to attack Carlotta. Um, does a 19 hit? Yep. And then a critical miss. And then marked as a 18 hit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you guys, because one of them critical miss, I'm going to say that maybe it's it's really agitated and it slows these things down. So you're both going to take half damage uh, from these. Uh, so you will take uh, seven points of damage from your hits uh, and then roll dexterity saving throws to see if you can stay on your feet. 13. 14. Uh, yep, both of you are good. So you're both uh, kind of like grind your toes into the ground and stay upright. 
Um, they don't have, so the way that these things work, they need a certain amount of uh, distance to build up their speed so they don't have that distance from you right now. So they will end up starting to whip you with their tails like they did to Julie. Um, and then it goes to Luth, death saving throw. 17, I'm good. Good, baby. Cool. Uh, so do I need to roll an attack or what for throwing this thing? Yes, you will need to. Um, what do, do I add? Do I add anything to it or is it just a so, straight up? So what do you want to do here? So do you want to throw it at a dinosaur's like face to cause damage? Do you want to try to like spike it to get them to move away from the, the flame to give yourselves a path around them? Or what, what do you want to do? Yeah, here? I'm trying to get us away to the entrance, but to spook them away. like I would assume through like to go the path of getting to loot though, right? Okay, so you want to, you'll probably the best bet is to throw it at the one that's attacking Julie because then it will create a little flame. But if I miss, I can there. hit Julie. If you critical miss, yeah, I would say maybe you have run that risk, but uh, shh, yeah. So. so is it a straight up roll? Yeah, straight up attack roll. It's basically just as to see what you're. There you go. <laughs> that's why I didn't want to throw it. That no way, way. critical but miss for reals. I didn't want to throw it that way. You don't have to. Th- I said you could. That would be the oh, best bet. It's so. All right. Cool. So you throw this thing. Uh, you still hit it, but uh, it is too close to Julie. Uh, so she's going to take some damage. This thing is going to take uh, the projectile damage, which is going to be 1d6 uh, for your damage there. And then we'll give it 2d10 fire damage. 10 and 6. So 16 total. Uh, and Julie takes that as well. So she gets hit with this and is gone unconscious next to Luth's body as she skips to a stop. Um, okay, cool. But there's now a big flame, a big pile of flame there. So, um, the one that gets hit rears up, uh, even though it's already on its hind legs, it kind of rears back, um, and is like, oh God. And, um, wants to get away from this thing as fast as possible This flame, uh, it goes back to the top of the order. Alan, you are up. Uh, I'll swing my whip again. Just keep, keep the pressure on. Okay. At the same one. Yeah. Roll your attack. 21? Yep. Same D8 plus D10? Yep. 8 damage. 8 points of damage. Okay. That one is bloodied as you as you switch it and it starts bleeding across the face. Uh, Julie rolls a freaking 20 and pops up with 1 point of health. See, Paula? It was all fate. It was the first time ever it happened to a non-player character. See? It's all part of the plan. I probably rolled a 17. Uh, okay, cool. So then it goes to the pachyoderm. So the first one, that was by Julie, um, uh, rears back and starts just charging in the opposite direction without a care in the world and runs into the one that you have befriended. Um, and then, uh, so that kind of distracts both of those. And the other ones see see this happening as well and are distraught. So they are not going to make any attacks against any of you because they are totally freaked out by this big fireball um, and the potential fighting that's going to be happening between those other two. Um, so then it goes to Luth for a death saving throw. Uh, 11. There you go. Still alive. Two. Uh, Carlotta, you are up. So you have successfully uh, cleared a path around um, and you have Alan who is wielding the whip that's kind of like uh, using it more or less to corral them away from you guys because you have to move laterally and then around yeah, to get around them. I'm just going to so. make my way towards Luth then. Uh, full sprint, I would assume. Sure. Yeah, so you are you are able to make it around to him in your turn. Uh, do you have any bonus actions that would help you at all? No. Okay, cool. 
So you, you get to Luther and you kneel down and you assess the situation. He is like very, very labored breathing. Um, his, his entire like right side looks like it's like concave almost. He's just been totally crushed in the ribs by this thing. Um, and then it goes back to the top of the order. Alan, you are at the top of the order. So the pachyderms are no longer attacking, but they are very, very frightened and moving uh, chaotically. So, and everybody's kind of shifted off to the right where Luth is. Yeah, I whip that same one again. Seal the deal, you know? Okay. 16? 16 does not hit. So you, you whip it as a sort of, it almost seems more like a threat than it does a, an attack. Um, it gets very close to it. So then it steps back and steps into the melee of the other uh, two who are continuing to jostle amongst themselves. And as Julie uh, spits up some blood and maybe glares at uh, Carlotta a little bit as Carlotta runs by her, she's going to kind of crawl over to Luth um, and feel his, feel his ribs and stuff. Um, then she's going to uh, perform her battlefield healing, uh, which is going to, basically she takes out some smelling salts and puts them under Luth's nose. And Luth, you are going to regain uh, 1d8 damage plus her uh, medicine modifier, which is six. So you, uh, nine points of damage. You are healed. Yeah. <gasps> um, and then it goes to the pachyderms who are moving uh, extremely sporadically now. So uh, the three of you that are over by Luth are safe. Alan has not moved over there yet. So Alan, you are still in the line of fire. So they are going to, uh, you're going to need to roll um, a dexterity saving throw to see if you can avoid them uh, moving around. And I'm going to give you disadvantage on this uh, because they're moving so sporadically and chaotically that you can't really predict their movements. Damn, that sucks. Uh, 12. 12 is no good. Uh, so you are going to take some damage from them um, with their tails as they're like whipping around and moving. Um, 15 points of bludgeoning damage uh, as you are not trampled, but definitely hit over the head with one of the tails. Are you still good? I'm alive. I got 11 hit points. What are you at, Paula? 30. Oh, Carlotta's the fancy girl. No, I healed myself. Oh, yeah, you had that. What was it, second wind or whatever it was? Wholeness of body or something? Okay, cool. So uh, then it goes to the back to uh, Luth. Luth, you are awake and uh, free and clear of of them. The The best path out of the situation is into that cavern. Yeah, I start heading towards towards that cavern. I'm like, guys, I don't know if I can take another beating from these, uh, these dinosaurs. I'll, I'll meet you guys in there. Alan, you're good. And I just run in the, into the cave. Okay. So you start hoofing it uh, to the best you can. You are wheezing really, really badly. You are in a lot, a lot, a lot of pain. Um, Spin up some blood, a little puke. Carlotta, you're not are doing up. well. I'm just going to make my way toward the entrance to just be like, all right, come on, Alan. Got to keep moving. Cool. So everyone's kind of summoning you over to that side over there. Alan, you are up now. Uh, yeah, I go with him. Can I? Can I not yeah. go with him? Yeah, you can okay. move. So you just use your sprint to go. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Dexterity saving throw. This time you're you're actively avoiding them as you're running past. So you have the ability to take a wide berth. So I'll give you just a regular dexterity saving throw to avoid another tail swinging over your head. 21. Yeah, you're good. So you Sweet. kind of slide under a tail as it swings over your head. You run around the big fireball in the ground. And the four of you 
uh, flee from the scene, bruised and battered and spitting up blood um, as you reach the cave uh, that is leaving this room. And you see, um, do you pick up those torches that you guys dropped? I would like to. Those are the only ones we have left. Plus the eight that are not on fire. But we don't have any oil for them now. Right. So you'd have to light the. I see what you're saying. Yeah, true. Yeah, we'll just keep them lit. It won't be, it won't be an issue. Now, I thought, Andrew, didn't you say you had the Adventurer's Pack too? Uh, no, Explorer's Pack. I don't think that came with my Explorer's Pack. It was separate just, in my yeah. writing. I have an oil flask and 10 candles. Okay. Cool. So you go uh, and you flee into this. So you have the two torches left. Um, maybe I would say you guys probably have some overlap where you can start burning one of those things, but they're not going to, or the other torches, but they're not going to last for the full hour. They would only last for as long as you could hold them, which I'd say maybe is 15 minutes of holding the burning log. So, um, I mean, I have the candles to help with us to see, but that's it. True. So won't provide much heat. Okay. So you guys start moving down this, uh, this cave. It is, uh, you are in the cave with the river. And I said that the river is about 20 feet wide and just a couple uh, feet deep. And there's sort of a walkway, um, haphazardly on the right side. And you, you note that you are now descending much at a much faster rate than you were coming into that original cavern. Um, it's not terribly steep just yet, but you can tell like you're clearly losing elevation. Um, and the entire cave is, is closing in on you. It's like getting smaller and smaller as you're going further and further into this cave. But you also do see the gold that is above you, uh, that rivulet has shown up again. Um, and you, uh, so any change in course, or are you continuing down this cave? I keep trekking, trekking down, down the tower. Yeah, I feel like the only way out is in. Um. Okay. Cool. Nice. So you guys Just keep position. You guys keep going. <laughs> um, it is getting very steep, and this path is getting extremely, extremely narrow. Um. So, I need everybody to make dexterity saving throws as the ground gets more and more slick are you strapping yourselves to each other at all because yeah, i think you can tell that it's getting steeper and more slick like maybe one of you slips at one point but doesn't fall in is there any reason why you would tie each other tie yourselves to each other or anything i don't have any more rope so i do i have 50 50 feet of hemp and rope um i go it's uh so you're talking about slipping into like the water right slipping and sliding basically it becomes a giant water slide the water's moving very fast now You know, uh, guys, it's uh, pretty pretty cold in this cave. I don't know if you noticed, but it's pretty chilly, and uh, I don't want any of you guys slipping and sliding and uh, either falling into the water and going down or whatever and getting cold and frostbite and just, you know, I'm doing this for you, so I say we uh, tie ourselves together and play it safe. What do you think, gang? Safety first. That's fine. It's a, motto, it's a motto I came up with. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Okay. Cool. So dexterity. <laughs> Julia, you in? Dexterity, yeah. Yeah, okay, whatever. Okay. Whatever. I just really don't feel good. I have one hit point. Um, yeah, you hit me both, babe. Thanks for healing me, by the way. Yeah, no worries. Uh, okay, cool. So um, it goes to everybody to roll dexterity saving throws. Um, Eight. Twelve. Uh, what'd you get, Luke? Eleven. Eight. <sighs> That's not good. So all three of you... Or all four of you failed. Um, okay, cool. So you guys are are moving. Um, I think maybe who's in the back? Luth probably. Yeah. Uh, so Luth probably slips first and just like domino effect. I mean, you had eight. Makes so sense. 
yeah, uh, you just take sense. everybody out um, all together, uh, but you are all tied together. So um, the cave is now dropping fast. Uh, you lose all your footing and you start sliding down a water slide uh, deeper into the cave and you are sitting all upright more or less trying to keep your heads above the water, um, but you can't slow your descent. You can't, there's nothing to grab to. Everything's smooth stone and the cave is getting smaller around you. Um, as you, uh, I want everybody now to roll a perception check. Fucking rope did nothing. 13. 21. Uh, five. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, Alan, you, as you guys are sliding down this thing, water's cascading over you. Um, just before your torches go out, uh, you feel like a sharp uh, pull on your arm, um, like a, almost like a cut happening on your arm. Uh, and you're, you kind of move your hand just enough that you could feel a rope and you look over and there's, sure enough, there's like an old rope uh, that is sitting there that is all withered and, and it's clearly been there for a while. And it is on, it is in this river going up and down it. Um, and it is a man-made rope for sure. Uh, and that is when your torches go out. Um, as you continue to descend and work to try to keep your head above water, you notice the chute is getting brighter. Uh, and you can also start to see the walls, um, but it is extremely, extremely cold except for, for Carlotta. And there, so there's clearly a bright light up ahead. As you continue to gain speed, you suddenly, you're cast into the air and you now are free falling. And in the moments of free fall, you look um, around and are able to see the entire room and note that the room is lit throughout. It's bright light, almost daylight. And the problem is that you can also see below you into a basin of water, approximately 100 feet below you. So you all brace for impact and crash into the water at going approximately 60 miles an hour and you all take 35 points of damage as you hit this water. Um, I have something called slow fall. Uh, okay, so we'll say that you are able to kind of, you like see the fall coming and you swan dive and land like a little pin drop. Um, but the rest of How you crash into the water uh, going at this tremendous speed um, and are all, I think all of you are knocked unconscious, right? Except for Carlotta. Yeah, yeah. is it 20 or 35? 35 points of damage, yeah. Jesus, yeah, I'm like... <laughs> I'm like mega what? dead. I'm like half, half did you over go past, dead. Did you go past half? Uh, Dude, I, am, I am three points away from half. I'm, yeah, 24. Yeah, I'm past half. Okay. Does that mean I'm dead dead? Yeah, you're dead dead. <laughs> Mark's, Mark's creating a new character. <laughs> you're dead dead. <laughs> Shit. Well, fuck. Alan so was not long for this world. Two battles. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so as you all kind of float there on the surface of the water, um, actually Julie is dead, dead too. Yeah. So as you're all sitting there floating, you're all tied to each other. So Carlotta, who's still conscious, um, uh, uses the rope to pull you guys all to shore. Um, and so you kind of pull, you think we would like bring her down though. Cause it, there's four people, like four beefy people and you still have air in your lungs though. So there's still some flotation to a dead body. It doesn't just sink like a rock. I don't know. Um, so you hit the you hit the water, uh, and so she pulls you guys to shore. Uh, Carlotta, what you do note is that um, the water is in the coming out of the chute is clear, like water would be in the pool that you have landed in. It is red, like Kool Aid, um, and then there's another channel of red water um, leaving through a, a, a tunnel that you probably would have to hold your breath to get through so it's not navigable but it is very very bright in this room like daylight you look up at the ceiling and you see that the entire ceiling is like a big is like a chandelier of gold um that is being lit by something um outside of it so that's casting all this light around this room 
Uh, but the pool is definitely like a red Kool-Aid material or liquid. Um, but like it's the water itself and it, not just like the rock underneath it. So like if I were is. to scoop water into my hand, it would still be red. You, you do that and the water that you pull out with your hand is no longer red, but you can tell that it is red liquid, not red below. And, um, yep. so I want you to roll a perception check real quick. 10. 10. Oh, six. Sorry. Six. Six. Cool. Um, so you, you, that's kind of what you get surveying the room. Um, and, uh, you also, um, note that you four are not the only ones in this room, um, off, uh, behind you some hundred feet or so you see a large, uh, armadillo shaped type creature, um, that has a big hard shelled back with, uh, knobby, um, spikes. So they're not sharp spikes, but they're kind of knobs all around the outside of the shell and a tail that looks very similar to that as well. Um, and it is the same standing st- in a corner. Um, it doesn't look particularly agitated by you, um, but you can see behind it are three treasure chests. And uh, do you do anything after you've pulled all these people out of the water? Only is three it the size real quick? Chests? That's pretty sad. Three treasure chests. Yeah. Is it the size of an armadillo or just no? It is. One? It is huge. It's twenty feet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, but is it a dinosaur or it is, is it? A... Yeah, it's a dinosaur. Okay. It is. Well, it kind of looks like an armadillo. It's like that one dinosaur that I thought it exactly like early on, right? Exactly. I thought it was last yeah. time. And it's standing in front of the treasure chest. Yeah, like guarding them almost. And I don't percept if it's friendly or not. Ankylosaurus is the name of it. Ankylosaurus. Uh, just, you just throw Alan's body at I, it. I think you can sense that it's it's protecting those things. Uh, you maybe look at it for a few minutes, and, and it is like kind of hunkered down around them as though it is their their eggs. Uh, I pull out the traveling spinner, the device. Uh, you have, and I let's say fourteen hours. Let's say you guys walked for two hours down this little. But no, I was like showing it to this animal thing. No, no, no reaction. You can't um, calculate exactly how many hours, but you can tell that you about half a day. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't checking it again. I was really just seeing if that was going to do anything to the animal. Well, I'm just going to kind of walk up to it and see if it's going to get skittish or if it's going to start rearing back to try to attack. Uh, it hunkers down and starts uh, like digging its claws, like sort of like warning, like warning, don't get near me kind of a thing. Mm. Can I investigate the water or am I not allowed to do that since I rolled low on my perception um you can well tell me what you're doing to do to do that so i'm wondering if the water if it would be afraid of the water so like if i was scooping water and throwing it at it because what i want to do is get Splash to the fight. chests i see what you say yeah um because i know what they are right they don't look like eggs they look like treasure chests no, they're, they're they're 100 those treasure chests you have seen yeah. before you stick your hand in the water, same thing. You kind of try to throw water, and as soon as it leaves this basin, it is no longer red. It is clear and very cold. I, mean, I guess you can't tell since cold. but I would probably still be able to sense it. It just doesn't affect me. I don't think my ability to sense heat or cold would go away with this ring. It just says resistance to cold damage, and I ignore levels of cold exhaustion. Right? So the water's still cold, or? I think... I don't know. 
I think you, yeah, I think you could tell that it's cool, but it's never, nothing's ever cold to you. I think that's how it works. I think, let's say that's how it works. You can sense that it's cold, that something is cold, but you can't tell, uh, like how cold with this ring. Was on. it colder than the water I was in before? It's, a, it's the same. same. Mm. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to just hold my hands out kind of like in the defenseless type of mode and be like, listen, we need help. My friends are dying and I need to get to those chests. <gasps> Alan. I wake up. So does anything happen? <laughs> did I just say yeah, that what, into a void? No, what did just Alan happened? say his own just name or? Alan's oh, shit, did I, was I muted? No, you're good. Wait, oh, Alan oh, okay. woke up. <laughs> I didn't know if that was Alan or the dinosaur. I thought he was faking <laughs> it. So did really, did Alan wake up? Yes. Alan's talking to you now. Okay, say that again. So you just, what did you say? I didn't even hear. I thought you were just being a weirdo and. Go act it out again. Then. Go for it. Act it out again. So you, uh, you I said, talk, I said, Alan. I said, we need Alan help. Like a dope. My friends are dying and we need help. I need to get to those treasure chests behind you. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. What are you doing? No, just you're Wait, Alan. Are you you're the Alan. dinosaur? No, Mark, you are Alan waking up. So just you just make your same noise again. Because I, I woke up after having the wind knocked out of me. Okay. So I'll be like, uh what? And I'm gonna run over. I guess are we I guess we're still kind of tied together. I don't know what order we're in, but I'll go over to him. Okay. You go over to him. You uh he's he's upright and looking at you, uh sitting upright, eyes open, everything. Um Alan had taken a large blow to the head and had, had, had like a gash across his eye. Um, that is not there. So he's clearly healed. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm looking at you. I'm just going to say, is this part of your wizardry? I don't Oh, sorry. Uh, got a new accent when I woke up. <laughs> uh, no, this is not part of my wizardry. Uh, this is a confuse to me. You were, you were just <laughs> dead. The two of you were dead. I would I know that right because yeah, they're I mean, not I think breathing. You probably would have looked at them and seen. Well, I had to pull breathing. them out, but yeah. I'm just saying. But I would know that they're dead and not just unconscious. Uh, I mean, technically, you didn't say that you did that, but I think it's fine to be like you checked their breathing and saw that one of them was not unconscious and the other two were dead and saw this dinosaur that might be a threat and started to address that first. So I think it makes sense. Okay. So that was, yeah. So you were dead. Um, and then I'm going to go check Luth and Julie. But now I am here. Very, very cool. I just black out and I wake up and I'm here now. And I feel great. I'm still checking. Let's, yes, let's check on. Let's check on the friends. Texting me everything. I don't have my phone. Was <laughs> <laughs> texting you? Shit, sorry. Okay, so you walk over to to Luth, um, who was, who was breathing and, and conscious, um, and uh, and then he he wakes up right as you get to him, uh, and he's he. Either, I think you look at him and you you see that like concave and like the the blood that was coming like all over his face and stuff has been washed away so you can actually see the cuts that he used to have they are not there he is no longer concave but luth you you reach down and you reach your ribs 
um, they feel fine. Your breathing is perfectly fine. Um, and then Julie sits up too and she coughs. <coughs> um, oh, <sighs> what the hell? And you are all fully healed, including Carlotta. 100% healed. Guessing it was the water. What Boys. a twist. Thought for sure I was going to be making a new character. Again? <laughs> it's like, oh shit, I don't want to go through that again with Mark, so. <laughs> that doesn't mean like <sighs> we're fully rested, right? Just healed? Correct. Okay. I feel like I can uh, breathe underwater. What? I go underwater, I try to breathe and I die. I just have <laughs> then I pop back. <laughs> um, we fell from up there. Yeah, I remember that. Into this weird blood red water that's only red when it's in the container or in the stream. I will say it's not blood red. It is, it is like a clear, clear red liquid. It's oh. Not, it's, not th- it's not viscous and thick. It's just like. Oh, okay. So this weird reddish tinged water, which when you pick it up or remove it from its source, turns clear again. Uh, Carlotta. What? I feel like I'm like splashing around and like looking at the water and all this. I'm like, this water looks familiar. This looks very familiar. And I, I kind of like back, back, swim out and get on land and I look at it. And I'm like, do you remember at the uh, flame, flame's house, chick's house, whatever. One of those houses, the, uh, in the maze, the, the hedge the maze at the thing. middle or wherever it was, that fountain with the goat and it was spitting out a red liquid. Yeah, the goat head. This is that liquid. And you guys look around the room and this time, Carlotta, you're maybe you're a little bit more attuned to it now as he says that. Uh, the four of you start looking around the room, and Luth and Julie and Carlotta uh, know exactly what they're looking for. Alan does not, but you all see it at the same time. You see a portion of the pool that you were just in has been chiseled away and removed. Um, a perfect circular uh, shaped basin about the size of the fountain you guys saw. And you also note the rope that is leaving from this room going up and back up the waterfall you guys just fell out of. Why not yeah. Kmart? Uh, is this is this good? Real quick, is this good for uh, Nerd Fight? Welcome back to Nerd Fight, round three point one four. Okay, we haven't done anything, so I really suggest we keep moving forward. <laughs> Come on, really? Episode. That's pretty clever. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew denied. That's no, your there. theme song was way too long as well, and we're now over a half an hour. Well, Forty but my, minutes. But my in, joke was a pie joke, and, and pie is nerd. Less than an hour.